Welcome to episode 33 of Muse Room Podcast. I'm chatting with the best friend duo of Cleveland's favorite quirky blog, Oh So Graceful. Hey, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Muse Room. My name's Katie, and I will be your host as we meander into the lives of inspiring and creative people. This is a hub for makers, thinkers, and anyone else that is doing the work that they truly want to be doing. This episode is sponsored by Free Period Press. If you're not familiar, Free Period Press is a small business founded by Laura DeFranco right here in Cleveland. Laura was craving more creativity in her life, so she decided to collaborate with a designer and create an adult coloring book. What started as a coloring book turned into a whole line of stationary products that focus on creativity, productivity, and self-care. I currently am using their habit calendar and it has helped me so much to focus on creating new habits. If you're curious about trying one of their products or think it might make a good gift for a friend, you're in luck. You can use the code MUSE, M-U-S-E, all caps at checkout to get 15% off your order. Just go to www.freeperiodpress.myshopify.com and use the code MUSE, all caps, at checkout. Thank you for your support, Free Period Press. Hello, muses. I know, it has been a while. I have taken a bit too much time away from the podcast, so I am so happy to be back. Thank you for being patient and showing up as a supporter of Muse Room. Today on the podcast, I'm so excited to share a conversation that I had with the best friend duo that goes by the name of Oh So Graceful. These gals seriously are incredible. I met Allie and Caroline at a Creative Babes event, after I had been following them for months on social media, of course, and I just knew that they would be the perfect addition to Muse Room Podcast. Allie and Caroline have been best friends since late high school, and they have not allowed long distance or boyfriends come in the way of their friendship, and it is truly inspiring. I was so lucky to be able to spend time with them. The pair is just so funny together, and after this conversation, I felt lighter and more inspired. Thank you, Allie and Caroline, for being guests on Muse Room Podcast. I'm so excited to share a conversation about female friendship, creativity, and the woes of social media. Hey, did you know that I not only host my own podcast, I actually produce and manage other podcasts. A couple of podcasts that I work on are Dreamweaver, hosted by Meg Witt, and Trying My Best, hosted by Lizzie Schlafer. The only thing that these ladies have to do is record their episodes. I do the rest, for real. Here at Museroom, we offer podcast production and management. If you have been thinking of having a podcast or you already have one and just have no extra time to edit, don't worry. We've got you covered. Check out our services at www.museroom.space slash museroommedia. 
And if you have any questions about podcast production, email me at museroompodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Muse Room. So I'd love to start out by just asking about what's been inspiring you guys. Is there anything that's happened recently or just anything, anything silly or serious, just what's been keeping you grooving? Lots of 1970s home decor. I'm about to move into a new house and I want a completely fresh start been buying a lot of vintage things off of Etsy because I don't ever want to leave my house now that I'm pregnant. (laughs) And so I'm just finding quirky, fun items and drawing inspiration from that. What about you? Same. Mostly 70s stuff. Um, The most exciting thing is I've had a couple people reach out for branding projects who like the style from our Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. We get to kind of dive into what we already like. Yeah. And then brand it for someone's brand so that's been like what's inspiring me I guess (laughs) I'm inspired by me (laughs) I'm just like really talented (laughs) it's like alarming sometimes (laughs) yes so how did how did you guys start getting into like all the vintage and 70s kind of style like what brought that to you I think both of us were kind of raised on it yeah yeah for sure big time we've been into basically the stuff that we're into since high school Mm -hmm. um so we've been thrifting together like once a week since we were 17 yeah (laughs) wow um yeah both of our parents are like very into just everything vintage um older music styles yeah definitely both my parents have strong design backgrounds Caroline's dad is an artist yeah Mm -hmm. so they kind of 60s and 70s really always played a big as far as music design fashion all that really played a big part in my household growing Mm -hmm. up so I was lucky to have that jump start and do some cool stuff yeah (laughs) it was really cool and I I would love to talk about how that kind of inspired the blog and how what the design inspiration is for your guys's blog but let's go back to the beginning and where are you guys from I definitely want to talk about how you met and fell in friendship love, yeah. but let's maybe introduce yourselves individually first. All right, you go first. I'm going to stutter. All right. <laughs> I'm Allie. I'm a born and raised Clevelander. Um, always grew up on the west side. I went to Montessori school. I went to Magnificat High School, which wasn't as bad as you would think that it is. Huh. Um, I went to CSU, so really always been on this set of town planted in the city and that's about me (laughs) and then i'm caroline um i've kind of been all over so i was born in stamford connecticut Mm -hmm. um and then when i was six my dad got a job as an animator at disney so we moved down to orlando florida or kissimmee florida um i lived there until i was 17 so most of my life is spent in Kissimmee so Hmm. when I moved up to Ohio Allie met me I was still like full hillbilly (laughs) like southern accent said (laughs) y'all all all the time um 
So when we moved up here, we moved to Westlake, um, and I went to Westlake High School, met my husband, and then we went back to Florida for college at the University of South Florida, and then back up here for his grad school. <laughs> so you met your high, your husband in high school? Yeah. Right he, yeah, he was at Dayton, um, but when he was, before he went to Dayton, we both worked at Nature's Bin, and Allie worked at Nature's Bin also. Oh. We've kind of always been... <laughs> Attached to that. Yeah. <laughs> always working at the same place. Yeah, okay. Just always together. Yeah, one of us gets yeah, a job and we're like, well, we will accept this position, but my best friend comes with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. So how did you guys meet? you got to tell it. Your version's so, so much better. Caroline was dating a friend of mine that I have had been friends with since maybe first grade. I actually had a huge crush on him in first grade, mm-hmm. so no big deal, Caroline. I ended up getting him, but no. Uh, so she was dating him, and he was, you know, part of my group of friends, and we all were going out one night, and I wanted to meet his new girlfriend, and I immediately was so obsessed, did not care about anyone else that was out with us, just wanted to talk to Caroline. It was the middle of the winter, and she was wearing a jean jacket and a baseball cap. And I was like, oh, this poor girl doesn't... This is Cleveland. She doesn't know. Everyone else is in, like, a ski suit. So I was absolutely obsessed with her. Her boyfriend dropped her off and then was dropping me off at my house afterward. And I was like, you have to give me your girlfriend's phone number. I'm going to stalk her. I'm obsessed with her. And I got her phone number, and I called her immediately as soon as I got home and left her this long message about how amazing it was to meet her and how I want to hang out with her again. And a couple days later, she picked me up in her dad's pickup truck, and we ate a bunch of almond mounds and went to the mall, and it was over. It was over. Oh, my gosh. Did you feel the same way like when you first met? Yeah, for sure. But I also did not expect her to call me because I – think I am the most socially awkward person like I she seemed so cool (laughs) she had like really punky emo hair then (laughs) dyed red and it was the scene era yeah (laughs) and I was like I had just come from Kissimmee like there was that had not reached Florida yet right (laughs) so I was like this girl's definitely too cool she's not gonna hang out with me (laughs) but then you were so nice and I was just instantly in love. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's talk about friendship love. It's yes. not talked about really at all. What is your perspective on it? I, I feel like it's such a necessity. It's not even something, oh, it's so nice to have a friend you're that close to. Like, we could not make it through life if we didn't have each other mm-hmm. for, like, any minor inconvenience. <laughs> like, from, like, huge life events to, like... I stubbed my toe. Like, we tell each other everything all day long. <laughs> and I just can't imagine going through life without that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I don't know, as women, you're kind of pitted against each other from a very yeah. young age. Like, middle school is a time I really block out. And it's sad because having someone like that is so important. Mm-hmm. Like, every girl needs someone that they're that close to. Yeah, absolutely. I think that in a lot of ways it's more important. My love with Caroline has been more important than romantic loves in Mm -hmm. my life in a big way because her and I having that closeness has really developed who we are as people. And then I got to present myself as this more completed package Mm -hmm. to a person that I ended up marrying. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't make me who I am. My friendship with Caroline made me who I am. 
So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so important because we do try to complete ourselves with a romantic partner. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah, so like what has been the trajectory of your friendship from that first day that you hung out in Caroline's dad's pickup truck <laughs> until now? Like what what did it look like? Pretty much attached at the hips since then. Yes. Like literally every single day. Caroline and said boyfriend ended up parting ways and I was like I've known you my whole life but I'm sorry I picked Caroline <laughs> like, I stuck with her um we would have sleepovers every single night I mean yeah. always my dad calls Caroline his other daughter I mean mm-hmm. you know Caroline's mom says the same thing about me yeah. our families are so intertwined even when Caroline and Ryan moved down to Florida for college Caroline and I would talk all the time and write each other long messages online and text messages and calling each other on the phone and it's just been such a constant I can't imagine my life any different yeah and we definitely had a period in high school probably shortly after I broke up with my boyfriend um where we were like ridiculously attached at the hip like (laughs) people probably started to notice and really questioned if we were a couple yeah (laughs) because we just hung out in Allie's bedroom all the time just I feel like that established our aesthetic and the things that we're into probably more than anything else yeah for that time time period we were just like consuming every bit of art that we could get our hands on like movies music clothing books anything my room at that point was the upstairs it was a finished attic upstairs at my parents house and especially with us going out and thrifting and collecting things everything in the room itself was vintage. There were collages from the ceiling to the floor all over the mm-hmm. walls. Caroline and I would just sit and draw and put on records and smoke weed and do whatever <laughs> it is that we were doing at that time. But our whole life was really contained in my bedroom at my parents' house when we were in high school. Like a and clubhouse? Yeah. Yeah, it really. really like yes. a best friend's clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. so cool. Big time. It, I wish I could find pictures of it. I probably have a few. Yeah. But I mean, we would go and just load up on snacks. I had a little refrigerator in there. We would fill up with pops and drinks and all sorts of stuff. And we would just hang out in there and create and create together. Wow. Yeah. And it was awesome. And this, you guys met when you were 17, right? Yeah. Yes. Is that correct? And then, so pretty much you were spent, you had a year together and then you moved. Is that true? Um, well, I went to Tri-C first. Oh, okay. So um, we... I think I was 20 mm-hmm. when we went down, and then I finished up at USF. Mm-hmm. So we we had a good couple of years where yeah. we to didn't build that side. foundation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when you did move, you said you still like stayed really, really close. How did yeah. you stay so close? Constant communication. How, yeah. Was it hard at all? Really. It was hard. It's difficult. I always say. It's important when you have a long-distance friendship with someone to get them on the phone Mm -hmm. and be able to hear because she can text me and say, you know, I'm doing fine, everything's great, but I can detect something different in her voice. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, to be able to really live her joys and her triumphs with her by being able to hear her inflection and her tone. It was really important for us Mm -hmm. to have that contact and not just, I think, it would have been very easy for us to just stay behind text message. Yeah. And instead, yeah. we made it a point to, you know, when are you free? When are you not working? When are you not in class? Let's get on the phone and talk. And we would just sit and talk for an hour or two mm-hmm. on the phone. Yeah. I think the other thing that helped, too, is Allie knew my husband before I did. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was introduced to him. So he knew 
well before he started dating me that like this is my first love you will always be my second love so it helped moving down to Florida with him that he and even to this day he knows like Allie really is up there coming first with my children (laughs) if I say we need to hang out if I say I need to see her if I say she's upset and I need to go be with her like he understands that's just been like baseline forever yeah that's incredible so that that helps because I think that can be a really big problem in female friendships is when the significant other is the reason that you're being pulled apart Mm -hmm. and that's never been the case with us no absolutely Um, not I adore Walter like I can't even I couldn't even make someone up that would be more perfect for Allie (laughs) than Walter like he I'm he's the epitome of fate when it comes to who she should be with how did you meet Walter Walter um was a stand-up comic he used to do stand-up and I had a a friend that dragged me out to a comedy night I did not want to go at all and as soon as he came out, I was like, oh, he's cute. He's tall. And then he started <laughs> talking, and all of his jokes were exactly my sense of humor. He was talking about things that were really pop culture touchstones for me that I was interested in and so forth. And so I went up and introduced myself and asked him out on a date, and which is something I had never done before in my <laughs> life, but something I just knew. I was drawn mm-hmm. to him. So we went out, and it was... We were together every day for like two weeks after yeah. our first day. Oh. I mean, and you yeah. guys eloped, right? You both yes. had yes. elopements. Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. Why do you think you, or why did you choose that instead of a regular traditional wedding? Well, part of it is definitely that Carolyn and I are both not the type of people that want to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. The idea of having a wedding where I would be the center of attention for the full day and have people that wanted to talk to me all day and so forth just did not appeal to me at all um I wanted a chance to celebrate intimately just Mm -hmm. with Walter and I and not to be pulled in a lot of different directions and also I wanted to save a bunch of money (laughs) to be honest and you know I would rather have a life with the person no shade no tea to people (laughs) that have weddings but for me I was like we only have so much money and I want (laughs) to put that toward our marriage and not our wedding. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And then same same kind of thing. I think I looked at, like, one wedding venue, and both my husband and I were like, this is just definitely not what we want. It's overwhelming. It's expensive. He's a very private, quiet person. Yeah, I was about to say, especially Ryan. Yeah. Even more so than you. Yeah, he cannot handle attention at all. <laughs> but, like... It's funny because privately, he's super outgoing to me, obviously. I wouldn't have married him if he was shy around he's me. He's such a goofball. Yeah. But, like, no one <laughs> knows never know. <laughs> um, so I knew, especially, he would not enjoy the day. Like, if he was forced into a big wedding, it would be about me. Right. He would not enjoy it. It would not be cute. And then I didn't even really want that. So we eloped in Hocking Hills mm, and got married on 420. Um, <laughs> and it was the best weekend ever. Like, I just can't even imagine anything more perfect. No one came. It wasn't like it was a small ceremony or, and family came. It was just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And it was very nice. 
Yeah. It's funny how we both eloped, but we did it in such a way that's true to our personalities. Oh, yeah. Like, Caroline and Ryan going to Hocking Hills, that's so them. Mm-hmm. That is, like, exactly on point. I could not pick out something that would be better. And Walter and I went to Vegas. And <laughs> I got married in, like, a deep cut long Mariah Carey sequin gown like I saw the dress so glam I love all the photos are so beautiful oh thank you (laughs) thank you I got it for $30 off like the wish app I think (laughs) cool (laughs) so it worked out great but that's really I think true to our personality Mm -hmm. too is that really spontaneous goofy go to the same chapel where Britney Spears got married mm-hmm. and that kind of aesthetic is really true to Walter and I. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's funny, even though Caroline eloped well before us, um, and I kind of was like felt supported by that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, this is something that people can do and yeah. Yeah. your family won't be that mad at you and it'll be <laughs> fine. Um, but we just went a completely separate route with it. So yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And then how did you celebrate together how did you share that celebration since you weren't at each other's wedding days well we both had like receptions Mm -hmm. afterwards okay Mm -hmm. um and actually Allie's reception was like so true to you guys too it was at Walter's family's house but the favors um they had an airbrush artist there. So you got to go up and pick, like, a hat or a shirt, and they would airbrush whatever you wanted on it. And it was, like, so, like, of course these are the favors. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, this makes total sense. So now I have an Allie and Walter airbrush t-shirt. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Nice. Um, yeah. And yeah. we both did barbecue afterward, yep. and that's very true to our style. <laughs> <laughs> so are Walter and Ryan friends? They're cool with each other. Yeah. But they don't call each other and hang out because if they are free time, they just want to hang out with their wives. Right. So yeah, like, they're very they're very similar in a lot of aspects. Um, where their priorities just kind of lie with their families. Mm-hmm. Like they're not really the type of people to just go out. If yeah, neither one of them time, are like going out with, with their wives the boys the to the bar or anything. Yeah. Like that. They're you know. not those type of guys. Yeah. <laughs> So you kind of touched on how relationships don't really get in the way of your friendship. How about motherhood? You're about to be a mother, and you are a mother of two, right? How has that changed your relationship? Has it made you guys closer? Was it a struggle at all when you first started, when you first had your kids? Definitely, I don't think a struggle. I don't think so at all. I think that's the other thing. It's definitely a conscious choice how friends um, respond to situations I think Mm -hmm. and moving through life together so obviously when you get married and you start having kids your time's going to be taken up by your family and both of us are in the mindset that that does not mean that we're not close so like if I ask her to hang out and she's like well Walter's coming home early 100% I'm like you don't get to see Walter that much you're so busy Mm -hmm. like I am not offended at all if she wants to spend time with Walter at night. Um, same thing, if Ryan's going to be home early or if she's over and Ryan gets out of work, she's, like, running to her car. Like, we just know we make time for each other, but we do also have families. and That need to be a priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine. I love Caroline's daughters so much. I'm obsessed with them. And I can't imagine 
a situation where I wouldn't want to be close to them. Mm-hmm. Like, they're these two little humans that she made. They have <laughs> so much of her in them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a big part of Caroline's life, but a stranger to them. I think that would be so yeah. odd. I want them to know me as well and be able to reach out to me as they right. get older yeah. and feel comfortable with me. So you're kind so of forth. like an aunt. Oh, she's yeah. for sure. I should have forgot to tell you, Letty saw your picture the other day and she said, Aggie. Oh. And like, my youngest is like not super verbal. Oh. Like she's second child, like her older sister talks for her. So the fact that she, like we haven't prompted her, like held up pictures of Allie. Like, Flashcards. Allie. Yeah. So the fact that she just knew. That's so funny. Also, That's we're pretty so sure that Letty is really Allie's child. <laughs> she came out just looking like Allie. Her and I have the same haircut now. She has red hair. Very similar. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, so you guys started the blog about a year ago, right? Yeah. Last July? Yeah. And what was the inspiration when you first had the idea? Was it something that you both kind of conspired together? Or did one of you have the idea and tell the other person? What did that process look like? Well, Caroline was using Oh So Graceful as a platform for her photography. Mm. And we were just kind of talking about having an outlet creatively and she approached me and was like hey I want to expand this into something more than just my photography and so we started she gave me all the passwords and so forth and we started moving forward from there Mm -hmm. to make it more inclusive and have it be a place that our artwork can reside and lifestyle things and I love writing so to have the blog aspect Mm -hmm. of it alongside it was really great and I think we've always in the back of our minds thought like what can we do for the future that could potentially turn into something where we just work together the two of us yeah (laughs) and that's just our future we're our own bosses so we've been kind of like thinking of business ideas Mm. forever oh yeah like we tried to start a vintage store like a long time ago yeah and like bought a domain and everything oh like gosh. well before I feel like a lot of people were even doing that kind of stuff yeah um so this was kind of our adult go at it I guess yeah. like we're both mature now and um organized right. <laughs> and could execute something like this even yeah. um is your goal currently to kind of make it something where you can quit your full time jobs or that's like yeah, end goal like, for sure yeah absolutely um we would love for it to just grow and grow, and it kind of evolves what we hope for it. So it kind of goes from helping other people with branding stuff and social mm-hmm. media to kind of like a beautiful mess design love fest type thing where we're just this big, well-established brand and people know our aesthetic and know it's us and can collaborate with huge brands and... I want something in Target with one of my designs so bad. Yeah, that's Caroline's it's my like vision board. Yes. <laughs> I don't care if it's the dollar spot. Like, I, I just want something there. That would be incredible. So I know that you do a lot of design work in photography. How do you artistically express yourself? Um, a lot of times through writing, um, I would say <clears throat> that 
the collection of vintage things and oh, yeah. my personal style and so forth are really big part of it. Um, I do drawings and stuff, but we focus on Caroline's design work for the Instagram. So mm-hmm. I'm always finding some way to have an outlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the great thing about Allie is she's always been like this too. She is just like a sponge that absorbs everything around her. And when she finds something she likes, she dives in like so head first and like immerses herself in it until she knows everything about it and then kind of moves on to like the next thing that she's into. So like her wealth of knowledge on aesthetic and time periods and random facts is like mind blowing. <laughs> like I always tell her like she is like content control for Oh So Graceful. Yeah. Like if I'm like <laughs> is this an okay thing to post? Like, is this cool? Like, 100% I go to her. And if she says yes, okay. If she says no, not offended. Like, she 100% knows. Yeah, I was going to ask how you guys kind of decide together what you're going to share. We do kind of pretty much send everything back and forth Mm -hmm. before it's posted. Yeah, I mean, we're texting all day, every day, as it is. So we'll just send something to the other one and say, you know, how about this for a post? Or I have this idea for a blog post or this uh, recipe that I want to do a post about on the blog and so forth. And we kind of encourage each other that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you first started the blog, how did you decide what you wanted to share? It's nice because it's just kind of an umbrella brand that we can make it whatever we want to. Mm-hmm. This isn't oh so graceful design. This isn't oh so graceful photography. It's yep. just oh so graceful. This is just the two of us and our lives. So we always wanted to leave it open-ended. Caroline and I are both super jumpy from the thing to thing yeah. to what we're interested in. And mm-hmm. we wanted it to have it be a varied amount of content so that it doesn't matter what you're into, you can find something there that you like. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. want to be cooking in the kitchen and you're looking for new inspiration, we have recipes there. We have design work there. We have guides to style and things that we like and so forth. And I think it's really great that it's the two of us as well because you can really, you can identify with our friendship or you can identify like as a Caroline or as an Allie yes. kind of thing. Kind you know, like because Broad City kind of thing. Yes. yes. Are you an Alana? That is a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that I think was probably one of the very first things we discussed is like we are so we're obviously obsessed with each other, but we're kind of like opposites attract in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so I feel like Allie's very outgoing and I'm a little bit more reserved. And just think everything she does is so funny. And so we we knew that we're different enough that we would be posting things that were different and that they would resonate with people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that's helped really to build our audience a lot. Yeah. Because there are people, and even looking at the people who like things and engage on photos and so forth, there's a lot of crossover, but there are people that I see consistently liking my stuff, even if I'm not saying, hey, this is Allie. Yes people resonate with my stuff or with Caroline's stuff and then of course there's crossover as well yeah Mm -hmm. but so how have you it's so cohesive how have you made it it made all of those different elements come together in a cohesive way I feel like it's definitely a process Mm -hmm. like if we scroll back to when we started we we had no idea really what and we we wanted talked about that like what kind of like colors do we want or theme or like filter we really 
didn't know yet. And so we're like, let's do all colors <laughs> and all themes. <laughs> and somehow it worked. Yes. <laughs> um, but now it's nice. We've kind of stuck with a theme of just color and like a vibrant life mm-hmm. long enough that now when we go to our feed, we can kind of see what color needs to come next. Mm-hmm. Or like, there's been too much pink. There's been too much yellow. Yeah. We need, it's too busy. We need a flat lay. Like, it's nice to kind of focus in on an individual post and then look at the feed almost as a, an oh-so-graceful collage and yeah. say, like, what does it need in this corner now? Right, yeah. Yeah, were you guys active on social media before this at all? Not really. Not really, <laughs> no. I have a personal, like, a Finsta, and it's just pictures of my dog, mm-hmm. like, yeah. in my dark house. It's not <laughs> It's not curated content right. at all. Uh, I don't suggest you follow it unless you care about what stupid jersey my husband bought off of ebay (laughs) it's very goofy and then caroline you know it's kind of a i think both of us approach social media as just a place to dump some photographs that we would be able to for ourselves look back yes and you know caroline utilizes it for her kids a lot of the time like that's what her personal grid is a lot of that and there wasn't really a place for her to be putting her art in Mm. you know my if i were to take a really cute curated photo of something design related in my life that doesn't really have a place on my personal grid either yeah mm-hmm. it's well, and I, pretty goofy <laughs> it is pretty goofy for sure <laughs> um like my personal instagram has always been like private yeah. i have like so few followers and and i'm even if I get anyone that even, like, requests to follow me, like, if I didn't go to high school with them, I usually just leave it there. Same. I have so many requests that piled yeah. up since we started Oh So Graceful because people can trace it yes. back mm-hmm. to me. And I'm like, this is not the kind of content that you guys no. want. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not approving it because it's not it's not cute. Yeah. <laughs> right. Especially mine is, mine is just, like, strictly my kids. Mm-hmm. Um there's an app called chat books and that is uh, like a hundred percent why I even had Instagram is because I post a picture of my kids. I use a certain hashtag and it gets printed in a book and sent to me once a month, just filled with pictures of my kids. So I'm like, this is my scrapbooking. Um, I would go back to like, what was my four year old doing two years ago on this day? Like that's really how I was using it. That is cool that social media can be, like, yeah. something like that for us. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But I was like, I don't really want to mix in my creative side. Um, because, one, I didn't really know if any of the people that were already following me from high school, especially from Kissimmee, would even be interested in mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I also didn't want to mix in where strangers were just, like, looking at my pictures of my kids yeah, also. Yeah, exactly. So that I try to sense. really keep that private mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and Allie and I talked about that, like, right off the bat, that it wanted to be a space where it wasn't just, like, everything I posted was from the point of view of a mom. Because I'm not just a mom. I was a creative before I was a mom. And then I try to keep that little part for myself. And then, obviously, instill it in my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice to just post as Caroline and not as Grace and Violet's mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good thing that I kind of want to talk about is having a, an identity outside of being a mother and yeah like how are you going through that right now when you are pregnant and 
you're not going to be a mother for a few more months, but is that something you're thinking about? It scares me. It scares mm-hmm. the living daylights out mm-hmm. of me. It's something that Caroline and I have talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. I just don't, um, I don't want to be in a position where that is the defining thing mm-hmm. about me. It's one of the most important and exciting things about my life. It's something that Walter and I have wanted for a long time and it's something that I've known would be a part of my identity since I was young but I don't want to just be a mom I am my own person and I have all of my own thoughts and you know my creativity and so forth and I don't want that light to be diminished inside of me Mm -hmm. because there's going to come a day when you know my kid has their own life and they want to do their own thing and I don't want to be searching for myself or searching for my relationship after that day comes yeah absolutely and I feel like it's also good for your child to see that your their mother is absolutely someone else not just their mom absolutely I don't want my kid to ever be able to say well moms do this or you know I want my kid to see me working hard I want my kid to see me doing things that I love and Hopefully, Caroline and I having a business together and that being our source of income to show my child that that's possible, that if you are passionate at something and you work hard, that you can make money doing something that you love. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. And I feel like I can definitely see a difference in my oldest from before we started this. Um, I think there definitely was a time period where I kind of lost my personal identity for a bit. Um, and put myself on the back burner and having this outlet for creativity I've seen a huge change in her Um, like her I don't even know what I'm trying to say like her artistic abilities and her seeking out different forms of art has increased since I have Mm -hmm. so she's like watching me and seeing me do something that I love that's not just being a mom right so it's I think she's watching me and realizing that I am a person also. Um, And I never wanted someone to say, what does your mom do? And her say, well, she's a mom. (laughs) Right. Right. Like, mom does, moms do laundry or something like that. Yeah. But now, like, she'll tell her teacher and she'll tell her friends and um, people who ask her, like, mom's a designer, mom's an artist, mom draws. Mm -hmm. And so that's, like, so fulfilling to me that she's seeing that I do those things. And every time I'm working on... Um, a piece or drawing um, she's like oh you've got to do another one and for like a second she'll think it's work and I'm like no I love doing this this makes me so happy so I'm trying to just constantly find something that you really like so you can be working and think oh this is so fun Mm -hmm. I love doing this (laughs) yes yeah definitely Um, sorry I want to circle back to social media Mm -hmm. and like we were talking about how our personal Instagrams are just kind of the place to throw all the random stuff and I definitely resonate that with that too before I started Muse Room a year and a half ago like social media was not even something that I really cared about at all yeah and so how has your relationship shifted with social media now that it's something that you're actively trying to engage with followers and grow your audience and create a brand I think it's kind of like a roller coaster of caring about follower count and engagement but then getting not too hung up on it Mm -hmm. because it's 
I think it's just detrimental if you are so caught up in how something is doing or how your followers are growing that it doesn't become fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think probably like after we got over a thousand followers was when it was more strictly we're posting what we want because we like this color we like this picture yeah i never want to be in a position where we're trying to pander to people yeah i think it's really important that we are posting things that are genuine to our personality i think that that really comes through i can tell on other people's social media when they're doing things that aren't genuine to them and I want people to be able to get to know us and feel as though they have a good idea of what kind of people we are and what we enjoy yeah. by looking at our Instagram. And sometimes maybe we'll post something that we are really into and it doesn't perform that great, but maybe the next thing catches people. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. want it to be reflective of our personalities, whether it's, you know, people are 100% on board or not. And I think that that extends a lot of times to our message as well. I mean, we talk about things on there that maybe aren't pleasing to everyone. I think it would be really easy to stray away from having any sort of political opinion or, you know, I've been talking a lot about my pregnancy and how I don't enjoy this. And I think that that's kind of a shocking thing and it would be really easy for me to just say oh I'm I'm so blessed I love being a mom mm-hmm. like all this stuff but yeah. it's just it's not true to my yeah. experience and by by being true to our experience we've gotten a lot of people to come out and be like hey you know what I feel the same way or I was yeah. scared to say this and I'm really happy that you guys are the ones that yeah. said it and That's that awesome. is really really cool yeah and I think if you continue to post things that are true to you then you're going to attract the people that you want to attract yeah absolutely and it's I think it's such a good thing for us just as people like if I think about myself and my personality I wouldn't say Caroline is super brave but sometimes posting this more controversial stuff feels brave Mm -hmm. it feels like something that is scary especially um posting the design kind of touching on the abortion ban. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. That was, I was actually talking to my husband about it last night. I was like, it's scary. I'm a 100% people pleaser. I don't like people when people are mad at me. I don't like when people don't like me. And to post something that I 100% stand behind, but it other people don't and we're commenting angry things was scary, but also... I'd rather upset people and post something that's true to what we believe than either be complacent and not say anything mm-hmm. um, or just kind of like sweep it under the rug like it's right. not actually right. going on. It's something that's going on mm-hmm. and affects our generation, other generation, affects people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And then... Um, Sometimes I feel like people might be a little, yeah, like you, it was a brave thing for you to do. So what's your advice for people who do want to start speaking out about certain topics like that on social media? Don't care about blowback. Yeah. I'm like so a person that I do not care. I, Caroline, knowing her personality, I know that that was a big thing, especially (laughs) on our, you know, it is a big thing on your business account to take a hard stance on something. Yeah. But I 
kind of have no filter and don't care. Like, if this is something that I believe in, then you're either with me or you're not, and I really don't care. If it's something that is affecting people and I feel strongly about it, like, around voting time, we are really active about, you know, posting about voting and doing your research and what bills we thought were really important and what candidates we thought were really important and so forth. I mean, it just kind of, you know, we often talk about charities that we're interested in that maybe not everyone agrees with what they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But that kind of stuff doesn't scare me at all Mm -hmm. because I know that I'm, I feel as though I'm on the right side of history and that's the kind of person that I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So how, what are your intentions moving forward with um, how you incorporate feminism and politics like that and your belief into the blog and into your platform? I think we'll always try to incorporate it and probably even more so moving forward, especially as long as these controversial topics mm-hmm. unfortunately keep happening where there's, yeah. there's something to say. It's I wish there wasn't something to say that things were great and we didn't even have to comment, Yeah, but they're not yet so as long as there's something to say we're gonna say it mm-hmm. hashtag I'm hand lettering that later <laughs> <laughs> yes I can't wait to see it <laughs> <laughs> I read my phone I gotta write it <laughs> you have to write it down don't forget <laughs> I will yeah um speaking of hand lettering how do you get your inspiration for all of the phrases and Oh my gosh! That you want to hand letter from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the app Todoist, and it is just filled with. I saw something that said that. I heard a lyric. My four-year-old said something. My husband said something. Allie said like, anytime I hear something, this <laughs> comes out, and I write it down. I actually have one. Um, where is it? That my four-year-old said and. It was so good. I can't wait to draw it out. Mm-hmm. She said, it's okay to be mad, but it's more fun being happy. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I'm like, that's such a... That's such a, a profound thing. So nice. nice. <laughs> I'm like, that's like a four-year-old concept of... But, like, yes, that's true. Right. It is okay to be mad, but, it, like, life is more fun being happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, you little genius. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. So how has everything evolved since you first started the blog up until now just really organically just by what we are interested in in that moment and what's pulling us Mm -hmm. and we've been really lucky that people want to be a part of that journey and are sticking around for it I think that a lot of times Caroline and my minds are both really all over the place at all times I mean we oftentimes during the day have five different conversations going at once I mean (laughs) It really is, like Caroline said, once we are interested in something, we really dive into it, and it becomes a part of our aesthetic and a part of our vocabulary, Mm -hmm. and we are lucky enough that we can jump around from thing to thing, and people are into it. Yeah. (laughs) It's also been great. I think we almost closed ourselves off from everyone else in the world besides each other and our families <laughs> so to have this where we're kind of branching out more and going to some of these events and meeting mm-hmm. you and the creative babes event um it's just really exposing us to how many cool women there are yeah, yeah absolutely and they're just so supportive of each other i feel like everyone's kind of doing something 
with another brand, another blog, another Instagram account in the area. Everyone's just kind of working together and it's really beautiful to watch. It is really cool, especially here in Cleveland with it being such a small scope of a community and it seems like everyone knows each other. Yeah, Yeah. it would be really easy to have everything be really cliquish and to shut people out and instead I feel like people are really eager to include one another and to get to know what one another's intentions are and where their inspiration comes from Mm -hmm. and make it this big collaborative effort and this strong group of women. Yeah, and I feel like there, no one, I mean from my perspective at least, it doesn't really seem like anyone's um, competitive with each other. It just seems like everyone's very supportive. Mm -hmm. I even think about like when um, the Shore Society account was almost at 10,000 and they kind of put a story, I think, like we're almost there. And I feel like everyone in Cleveland yeah, shared I it. That to get too. it. I think I shared it too. Yeah. And I was like, this is so beautiful. Everyone's like, yes, girl, she's almost there. Like everyone help her. And everyone did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. And I feel like that's how the group of creative women in Cleveland really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kind of all supporting each other. It's amazing to be a part of and it's amazing to watch. What's What would you say to people who are kind of on the outside looking in at this point who maybe they're not they don't have a creative platform like a blog or a podcast or a business but they still want to connect and maybe also circling back to female friendship if they maybe don't have a Caroline or an Allie what would you say to them those are kind of two separate things but I say jump in I mean you don't need to have it's not something where you're going to be approved or denied based on your creative contribution Mm -hmm. you know there are so many awesome events in Cleveland there are so many ways to support one another and I say seek those out seek out people that are interested in the same thing as you and are like-minded and go and introduce yourself no one's going to turn you away everyone is so friendly yeah and I think it's a really because we're so small and tight-knit in the city, it's really easy to introduce yourself and to kind of jump into a friend group or jump into a group of people that want to do the same kind of things that you do, and yeah. you're more than welcome to come along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get a lot of people that don't have you know, some sort of account or company or so forth just reaching out to us, and I love talking to people. Yeah. I love, you know, if I post about a TV show and a story or something and people reach out to me and I love having that conversation. It's fun. Right. Yeah. It's fun for me to answer, you know, oh, this is the restaurant that I took that picture at and this is where you you should go at this time and you should have this food and, you know, Caroline and I will be there on Thursday if you (laughs) see us come and say hi, you know, that kind of thing. I Mm -hmm. think it's important. Everyone is super friendly and we've had a lot of people do the same thing to us. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love it. And I think, it's, especially if it's someone that isn't confident in their creative abilities yet, if you just think of it as almost like your digital scrapbook or your digital sketchbook, it's nice, if nothing else, going into it that you have something to look back and see where you came from. Because mm-hmm. even scrolling back to like the first hand lettering piece that I posted, I'm like, oh my god. It's been less than a year, but... I feel like it's very bad <laughs> compared to what I feel comfortable doing now. Right. I mean, if you've been doing it, like, every day, pretty much. Yeah. That I feel like that was the best thing when we got in the groove of I try to, at around 9 p.m., sometimes later, um, I post a design almost every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to not 
make them ahead of time. I wait until my kids are asleep, it's almost nine o'clock, and then I look and find what is inspiring to me at that moment, oh, and then I okay. make it then. So you don't have like a stockpile no. of designs? If we're no, really she sad. has like a ton of designs that yeah. she sent me that she never posted. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> she'll make things, you know, on throughout the day yeah. and so forth when she's inspired. But I do think that nine o'clock design that you're getting from Caroline is always at nine o'clock where her mind is, and I yeah. think that that's really cool Ooh. and really special. Yeah, I didn't because know that. it's that's not. Cool. We try not to do that in general. You know, take a bunch of photos ahead of time yeah. or have any this is really moment to moment what Mm -hmm. we're doing and what we're feeling and I think that that is part of the reason obviously Caroline's talent is a big part of that reason as well but I think once again that genuine aspect of it shows through this is not just some blanket statement this is something that's topical at that moment yeah and it shows through and people connect with Caroline because of that yeah that's very cool because I feel like we're told oh you need to plan your Instagram account on Planoly yes like you know, it's just crazy sometimes. Like, sure, that can be great if you're running a business and you don't have time. Um, but also just do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and it is hard. Like Ellie said, I have sent her a ton of designs that have never been posted. But I don't know. It almost just doesn't feel right posting it at night and then writing the caption and knowing that it's not how I'm feeling at that moment because mm-hmm. I didn't make it at that moment. I don't know, I have trouble posting artwork that is not created right before I post it. Yeah. I think that's true, really, to, like, all of our Instagram. Um, When we first decided to start doing this and have the accompanying blog and so forth, we sat down and scheduled everything for the next two weeks. And once we started trying to accomplish that it never felt genuine to us yeah. and we just kind of completely ditched that yeah and so now there are a few times today that are understood that we like posting and it's really kind of fly by the seat of our pants yeah. which is true to our personalities oh, yeah. big time <laughs> and both of us you know we work a lot of other jobs to make ends meet and just we're stretched pretty thin but we always find time you know hey I have this for six o'clock yeah at 5 30 that mm-hmm. I'm sending yes. Caroline this you know like Walter and I just did this or I just took this picture of whatever a half hour before or 10 minutes before or at six o'clock and it's yeah. going up you know yeah yeah I like to hear that because there's so many rules that you hear about having a social media account like you shouldn't post more than more than twice a day or more than once a day like yeah keep your feed really curated and put the random stuff in your stories but I just think yeah really you should just do whatever you want I know I feel like when it gets too regimented like that then it's hard to distinguish like okay is this just a job like it's not fun and if Mm -hmm. it's not fun then why do it yeah and I mean maybe sometimes it is a job and people like if like I said for a business where people yeah are like they don't necessarily want to be active on social media but it's necessary but for you guys it really is like a creative outlet and you're actually trying to connect and build community so I guess it's a little different yeah and the interesting thing too um I've worked in marketing for pretty much forever Mm -hmm. and I've had my graphic design company since 2012 now um and it's done well and I've had a couple bigger clients so I could just kind of work with those but 
the Oh So Graceful has been the biggest support for my design company. Mm -hmm. And so it's so interesting to see that when you are posting things that are fun and very true to yourself and not just your work, but also you as a person, I'm having people reach out to me that want me to do work for them because they like my aesthetic Mm -hmm. and it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that kind of rings true to people too when they can feel that you're being genuine and know kind of you as a person who's about to do work for them. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So where did the name come from? Oh, so graceful. Caroline already had the name yeah. when we oh, came right. in. Caroline's oldest daughter's name is Grace. Yeah. So it's a play on that. Yeah. little tribute to Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Violet. Um, yeah, so my oldest daughter is Grace. And then when I went to go um, buy the domain name, ohsograceful.com wasn't taken. And I was like, are you kidding? And that seems like it would be taken. <laughs> like, I was so surprised. So I immediately purchased it. And that's kind of where it went from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's perfect. It goes so well with everything that you're I know. Doing. Now I can't imagine it being called something else. I know, we went back really. and forth, like, um, just starting a new account. I didn't have very many followers at all at that point when it was just my photography mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so we talked about a couple different names and then decided to just stick with that. And yeah. now I'm like, I can't imagine Do you remember it. some of those no. names? I don't even know. No. <laughs> no, I don't remember at all. <laughs> Oh, it was about <laughs> way too many ideas since then. Yeah, <laughs> about everything. Can imagine. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was been has been so interesting hearing about like just the process of what goes on behind Oh So Graceful, and I'm really excited for people to hear it. Is there anything else you want to share? We have a couple of really exciting things going on Ooh. here. Yeah. Um, we are kind of once again ever expanding and changing exactly what this is and what this means and we are going to be adding vintage to what we do um, since we're such avid collectors of vintage. Mm-hmm. I love buying these pieces and I know Caroline does as well because they feel like art to me and yeah. maybe yes. you know it's not a fit for my body or for my household but I think that I want people to still enjoy it and be able to have that since vintage is such a big part of what we do as far as our aesthetic Mm -hmm. um to kind of expand it to include that Mm -hmm. so we're going to be doing that um we have collaborations with local people coming up that are really fun and exciting mention the one (laughs) (laughs) we're doing a -a one-of-a-kind collection with emily rottenberg (gasps) yes yes um so that'll be really fun um and we um, just worked with a Kickstarter. Um, it's a greeting card company called Greedo. And they are interesting. They have a QR code on the inside of the card. Um, so when you send it to someone, they can scan it and it will pop up a video that they uploaded. So like a video message included with the card. Um, so we just did a line of designs with them that are coming out very soon. Wow. So that was fun. So many exciting things. I can't wait yes. to see the Emily Roggenberg design. It's going to be so cool. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. It's fun. It's, she's so nice to work with. She's such a sweet person. I've never met her. When I met her, um, I don't even know how long ago it was now. We interviewed her for the blog also. Oh, okay. Um, but she's so like beautiful and poised and yeah, 
just impeccable perfect style. looking. <laughs> and so I was so nervous meeting her. And then she was so warm and mm. kind. And I had my daughter Violet with us. And she was so sweet with her. And it was just like very refreshing meeting her. She's just a very warm person. That's cool. Well, I'm excited for that to happen. And yes, it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. This has been really fun. Thank and you. I'm so excited for what's going to happen with Oh So Graceful in the future. It's awesome. Thank yeah, you. who knows what could happen next. I know. It literally could be anything. So. We could be like, we like the 80s now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And these are awful. <laughs> <laughs> They're over. Well, that was my episode with Allie and Caroline. I hope you enjoyed it. Please go follow them at OhSoGraceful on Instagram and check out their blog. I'll leave links to everything in the show notes. And maybe there's still a chance to grab one of the one-of-a-kind collections that they did with Emily Roggenberg. I know it came out a couple days ago, but I would go check and see if there's anything left because it was really cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening to Muse Room. This is a space for creative and inspiring people to come together and talk about what is inspiring them. I also hope that along the way, this podcast inspires you to do whatever is in your heart. So if this podcast brings value or inspiration to your life, please leave a review. Take one moment to pause this episode. Go to whatever app you use to listen to podcasts and please write a review. This is what is going to help get Museum in front of more potential listeners and in turn will help us create better content. We really, really, truly appreciate your support. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in learning more, head to www.museroom.space. You can also follow us on Instagram for extra inspiration at muse.room. Any questions? Email us at museroompodcast at gmail.com.